Well, good morning. I'm Taylor James McCullough. I'm so grateful this morning um, to come and share with you from the Word of God. I'm on a theme that I um, entitled Worship in the Tabernacle of David. This is the theme that I want us to look at this morning. And, you know, <clears throat> the subtopic that I want to look at and focus on uh, I'll call it offering spiritual sacrifices. Offering spiritual sacrifices. This is what I want us to look at in this morning. And um, I'm so grateful this morning as we go into this word of God. In the book of Peter, First Peter chapter number 2 verse number 5. I'm reading from the CJB translation. It reads like this. You yourselves as living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be kohanim. Kohanim means priest set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Yeshua, the Messiah. In this, 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 this text itself is so packaged that it is important for us who believe in the Messiah, those who are born again, those who have relationship with Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. He is saying, you yourselves are living stones. Now, he is saying this, putting the picture of the temple that they had on the time that, you know, he was writing. Uh, the temple that they had in Jerusalem was the temple that was built by stones. But he says, we who are in the Messiah, we are not just those natural stones. We are the living stones. We are as living stones and are being built into a spiritual household. In other words, we are being built as a spiritual house to be the priests the priest who are set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices which will be acceptable to God and these spiritual sacrifices are accepted to God through Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. This is what I want us to understand. So you will have to understand the temple on the time that Peter was writing here. Uh, if you are to understand the implication of spirituality that Peter is talking about. Number one, let's look at how the temple was built. The temple was built by the stones. And, uh, the temple was called a spiritual household, or I mean, a spiritual house or the place of worship. And another thing that we need to understand is that in the temple, the priests were saving you know, the priests were saving in the temple. And then, of course, in the temple, uh, we understand that um, the priests were saving, were set apart, were, were, were holy priests. And as well, they were saving and offering spiritual, uh, they were offering sacrifices. The sacrifices were supposed to be holy and then were supposed to be set apart. So, so, and then the sacrifice were to be accepted by God. In other words, if the sacrifice was not holy, 
that sacrifice would have not been accepted by God. So now, here Peter is saying, we are the, that temple right now, but we are the temple, we are ourselves are the temple when we come together. We are stones that build the temple. And as the stones that build the temple, we are not a dead stones. We are a living stones. We are a living stones and we are being built together. The one who's building us together is Yeshua, the Messiah himself. This is the one that is, is building uh, us together. And we are a set apart uh, a priests and we are set apart for God. And our work is to offer spiritual sacrifices. We need to understand that. And the spiritual sacrifices, Peter is saying, uh, they must be accepted by God. And for them to be accept, accepted by God, the spiritual sacrifice should be through Yeshua, the Messiah. That is what Peter is, is talking about. Now, here's a question that I want to us to look at. <clears throat> what is the tabernacle of David? Before we enter on the spiritual sacrifice, we need to understand because the sacrifices are made in the tabernacle. And then what is the tabernacle of David? We need to go a little bit back and understand that there were two tabernacles. There was a tabernacle of David, or there was a tabernacle of Moses, and then there was a tabernacle of David. Of course, the tabernacle of Moses has been, you know, taught a lot. Uh, we've heard about it a lot, but the tabernacle of Moses, um, we have not heard about it um, most of the time. So today I want to talk about the tabernacle of David, which we have not heard about it for some time. And then I want us to, to look, zoom very, very close uh, to see what it is to worship in the tabernacle of David. Worship in the tabernacle of Moses is 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 understood and is, is being put there in the in the scripture. But I want us to look in the book of Acts chapter number 14. I mean, Acts chapter number 15. In the book of Acts chapter number 15, um, when you read the book of Acts from chapter 10 going on, you will realize that from chapter 1 uh, in the book of Acts, we see that the, you know, Yeshua is speaking with his disciples and then he says they should go and wait for the promise in Jerusalem. You know, they went in Jerusalem to wait for the promise of the Father. And by then, the church, uh, Yeshua left the church 100% Jews and Israel. When Yeshua left on that day, in the, uh, on the, on, on, in the first chapter, we see that his church is still, you know, the Jews only who are, you know, the ones that are custodian of the, the, the new covenant church. And now in chapter 2, we see the, them be baptized in the Holy Spirit and then being filled by the Spirit of God. And there still the church is 100% Jews and is 100% um, the Israelites. And this is what we need to understand. We don't see the Gentiles until chapter number 8 where you know, Philip was led by the Spirit to go and meet um, a Ethiopian eunuch 
who is now, you know, believing in Yeshua. He's becoming part of the, the church. But now uh, this eunuch was an Ethiopian. In other words, he was, we, we only heard of him there. And after all, he disappeared. But now in chapter number 10, we beginning to see, you know, Peter uh, and we see Cornelius, uh, Peter witnessing to Cornelius supernaturally. So um, the Holy, I mean, the angel of the Lord sent to Peter and then Peter is coming and then he's sharing with Cornelius and Cornelius is the first one that is now in Jerusalem that's now beginning to believe in the in the Lord Yeshua in the right way. And what we see here, uh, then the Gentiles begin to come to the Lord. And here we understand that now Peter um, and, and, and the Jerusalem council, they begin to begin to debate on the issue. Um, they are coming together and they are saying, wow, what are we going to do about the Gentiles who are now becoming, you know, it is evidence that the Holy Spirit is not respecter of man. The Gentiles are beginning now to accept the Lord. So what are we going to do about this? So the Jerusalem council sat down and begin to speak or to work around it. They are beginning to work on uh, how do we then uh, uh, work on the Gentile who are coming in because the, the church by that time was still 100% uh, Jew and 100% um, uh, uh, Israel. So then they did not they did not know what to do, how to deal with the Gentile on that time. So as they were beginning to to speak, Peter was giving evidence, and everyone was giving evidence on how you know uh, people were coming together. Uh, and the Gentiles are beginning to come to the house of God and it's evidence that the Holy Spirit is behind these things. It's evident that God is behind the coming of the Gentile into faith. Now, <clears throat> they begin to speak. Now, in verse number, number 13, where I want to start, I'm reading from CJB, it starts by saying, And Yaakov broke the silence to reply brothers he said hear what I have to say Shimon which is Simon has told in detail what God did when he first began to show his concern for taking from among the Goyim Goyim is Gentiles a people to bear his name <clears throat> And the words of the prophets are in complete harmony with this, for it is written. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the fallen tabernacle or tent of David. I will rebuild its ruins. I will restore it so that the rest of mankind may seek the, the Lord, that that is all the Goyim or Gentiles or nations who have been called by my name. Now, here what we see, Yaakov, which is translated James in our translations, 
after they have debated about this issue, he stood up as one who has been seen as the senior elder in the council of the early church in Jerusalem. He's standing up and said, now you must listen to me. He says, Simon told in detail. He's speaking about, you know, he said, now I, we have heard what Simon has said in details on how God uh, has shown concern for taking from among the Gentiles, the people, to bear his name. In other words, God is, is now revealing to the Gentiles, the people who will bear his name. And he says to them, uh, this is in harmony. This is in complete harmony with the prophets. You must notice when you read the book of Acts all the time that the, in the book of Acts you will realize that every decision that the early church will make, they will not make decision without making a reference to the Tanakh. The Tanakh is what we will call the Old Testament, but it's actually... Uh, they call it the prophet, or okay, the, 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 the Torah, the prophet, and the writing. This is how they called it. So what I want us to understand in this time is that the Tanakh, the, 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 the early church will always go back to the Tanakh. And when they go back to the Tanakh, they'll go and teach. Uh, they will go and affirm the doctrine, their doctrine through the Tanakh. They will not do anything that is in contradiction with what the Tanakh says. So here James is standing up, Yaakov, is standing up and is saying to them, this is in complete harmony with the prophets. By this time he's quoting a prophet called Amos in Amos chapter 9 verse 11 and 12. And he says, after this, I will return and will rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David. And this is where in the, in the, in the early church we begin to hear about this tabernacle. I'll build, I'll come and I'll build, you know, uh, uh, rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David. I will rebuild its reins. I will restore it. God says he will restore the tabernacle and the tabernacle of David and he will restore its reins, and he will rebuild it. And he says, the reason why he will rebuild this tabernacle, he says, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Let's look at that. He will rebuild the tabernacle. The reason is that, that the rest of mankind, first of all, he said that the rest of mankind, is, it, it means all humanity, will come and seek the Lord, in that tabernacle. They will seek the Lord in the tabernacle of David. Now, um, another thing that we see here uh, that is uh, important is that it says that that is all the Goyim, all the Gentiles who have been called by my name may come and seek the Lord in that same tabernacle. So what 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 is what, what, is, what, what, what is he saying? What he's saying is that 
there is a tabernacle which the Gentiles can access God through. <clears throat> now you will understand that there were two tabernacles. The first tabernacle that you will, I want you to understand is the tabernacle of Moses, which is broadly taught in the church. We understand the tabernacle of Moses and how it was built. The tabernacle of Moses, if I was to, you know, share about it in short, it was built in the center of the nations of Israel, the nation of Israel, the tribes of Israel. The tribes of Israel will sit around the tabernacle and God has promised that he will be amongst them. So physically, uh, the tabernacle was 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 in the midst of the tribe of is the tribes of Israel the tribes of Israel were you know around the tabernacle with Judah and and other three tribes on the on the door of the tabernacle now i want us to understand how the tabernacle looked like the tabernacle has a fence it has a fence that was surrounding it and then there was it was built the tabernacle was built, you know, by the skins of animals. It was a tent that was built by the skins of animals. So this this tabernacle, it is uh, petitions. The petition was called the holy place and the holy of holies. These petitions were divided by a curtain. Now, to understand the tabernacle of David, uh, the, uh, Moses. We need to know that in the tabernacle of Moses, only the high priest will go into Holy of Holies once a year and to, you know, uh, for the sins of the, the whole nation. But he will go once a year and uh, um, the priest will go, but they will, they will end up on only in the holy place. They will not go past the Holy of Holies. So the priest was the one, the high priest was the one who had an access to the presence of God for the whole nation. So that is how it worked. So the tabernacle uh, of, of Moses, um, you know, the presence of God in the tabernacle of Moses was, was the presence that has abilities to kill. If you were not holy, if you were not, you know, you, you, you enter there, you know, the priest may die right in the, in the presence of God. That is how the tabernacle was. So the fences of the tabernacle, the, okay, the, the, the fence, the, the, the petition, the petitions of the tabernacles were the petitions that were to protect Israel from that death. The first petition, it was the petition of the fence outside. The fence that was outside the tabernacle itself. The second partition was the partition of the, the 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 tent itself. The tent itself, it was a partition, and all that partitions are protecting the presence of God, and it's also protecting the children of Israel from entering the presence and dying. The third partition that we have is the is between the holy place and the holy of holies and the, the curtain is the one that partitions the two now that is how the tabernacle of david uh, the, the tabernacle of moses sorry the tabernacle of moses was like so not everyone could enter into the tabernacle of moses 
only it was number one for Israel. It was secondly the high priest was having the access to the Holy of Holies and then the priest were having access to the holy place. That is how the tabernacle looked like. But now God says here, I am building, I'm going to rebuild another tabernacle and this tabernacle was called the tabernacle of David. So if you are to understand the tabernacle of David, which is not widely taught in the church today, the tabernacle of David was, um, was just a tent. And in this tent, the Ark of Covenant was to be put right in that tent. And it could be accessed by everyone. There were no petitions. Unlike in the tabernacle of Moses. In the tabernacle of Moses, we know that the Ark of Covenant was in the Holy of Holies. And not everyone was to access. So you see David, when he took the tabernacle or the Ark of Covenant, he led the Ark of Covenant with dancing and all that thing. But you understand that somebody touched the Ark of the Covenant. And then because um, God wanted the Ark of the Covenant not to be touched, and this person touched the Ark of the Covenant because it carried the glory of God, and the person died because he thought he wanted to help the, the Ark of the Covenant that was on their cart. And that Ark of Covenant, he thought it was going to fall as it was taken by the ox. And by that, he, he did what? Uh, he, he, he died based on, you know, touching it, wanting to help it. That is how dangerous the Ark of the Covenant was. But now, we see that David, you know, he first took the ark, you know, he first rejected after. David was angry when somebody died who, who, who seems to have died innocently. And then he took the ark of the covenant in somebody's house. And when that person began to prosper and, and through the ark, and then David is going back to take the ark, and he brought the ark in, the, in, the, in his tent. And he made a tent, and then he brought the ark in the tent. But in the tent, the tent in which David brought the ark, there was no uh, partitions. In other words, when you get into the tent, you are able to access the ark. So God is saying, I will restore that tabernacle. I will restore the tabernacle of David that does not have partitions. But I will restore this tabernacle that the rest of mankind will come and seek the Lord on that tabernacle. So it means that all the Gentiles, all the nations, their access to the tabernacle, their access to the presence of God is through the tabernacle of David. And this is where we need to sit down and you know expand what the tabernacle of David is. And God is saying to them, I will rebuild this tabernacle of David that the, you know, the, the rest of mankind, the rest of mankind, everyone on the earth, the rest of humanity will be able to seek God in that tabernacle. It is not only the Jews, it's not only the Israelites, it's all men who will want to seek the Lord. And he said, all the Gentiles who are called by my name, 
The Gentiles who are called by my name means everyone who is messianic. By messianic, I simple, it simply means everyone who is a Christian or who believe in the Messiah. So now, um, he says, all of them, they will come and seek the Lord in this tabernacle. So as, as the children of God, we need to understand that we are to seek God in the tabernacle of David. So the problem that we have is that we have more information and we have more understanding, which is not wrong, about the tabernacle of Moses, but we have less information and less understanding of the tabernacle of David. So, I'm in this series, my idea is to deal with the tabernacle of David, that we may know how do we worship in the tabernacle of David. So, we are born again, and we are born again from the Gentile nations, but we are to learn how to worship God in the tabernacle of David. That is the reason why it is important for us to work around the tabernacle of David. For today, I will stop here and I want to thank God and please listen to the next broadcast. God bless you. Amen.